Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Final Fight for the Super Nintendo. Final Fight for the Super Nintendo was developed and published by Capcom and released in Japan in 1990 as a Super Nintendo first wave game, or Super Famicom as it was known in Japan. Sure, yeah. I remember this being very early on. It was released in North America in 1991. Hard to find the exact month online some, for some reason. Mm. And then sadly, it was released in PAL territories in December of 1992. Woof, okay. Now, this is, of course, originally a 1989 arcade game of the same name. Mm-hmm. So it had been out for a little while in uh, the arcades before it got to our American shores. Yeah. And this game was originally designed as a sequel to Street Fighter 1. I saw that. And it was going to be a, a pseudo fighting game as well. Yeah, it's uh, we'll get into it as we go, but it's pretty interesting to see some similar DNA between this and Street Fighter 2. I think that's why our sprites are so huge in it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, after the success of Double Dragon, they realized that beat-em-ups were hot, hot, and they were going to you know, milk that. So they, they quickly changed track, and this did become a beat-em-up, kind of the, the granddaddy of many beat-em-ups. Sure, yeah. This was pretty early, too. I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Golden Axe, right? Didn't they all come out in 89? So they're all pretty close. Like. Mm-hmm. And the Super Nintendo version of this game is, as many people will tell you, missing a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it is missing an entire stage, the industrial era mm-hmm. area. Uh, it's it, missing the character guy. Unfortunately, yes. And a two-player co-op. Worst of all, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not only do you only have two characters to choose from, you don't even get to play with another human being. Now, uh, in Japan, they did get a version with guy as a selectable character. Mm-hmm. Final Fight guy version. Yeah, yeah. But it was also still just one player. Yeah, yeah. And that, that came here, too. It was a Blockbuster exclusive, right? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure about that, but it's still very lame. <laughs> and then not only is the Super Nintendo version cobbled, but the English version of the Super Nintendo version is hampered even more. <laughs> because in our version, they scrubbed Roxy and Poison from the game. Right, right. The, I guess, two sexy punk rock ladies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were replaced by two kind of generic punk rock guys. Sid, and I'm trying to think of the other name. Uh, we'll get there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, a bunch of smaller things, like all the alcohol was removed. Uh, the final boss's wheelchair was turned into some other form of chair. Yeah. <laughs> Poison went on, you know, as a Street Fighter character. Well, a lot of these characters showed up in later Street Fighter games. What Street Fighter did Poison appear in? Because I'm, I'm kind of uh, lacking on my Street Fighter knowledge after two. I know she's in four and maybe okay. um, one of the alpha games like alpha. You had guy and mm-hmm. Sodom slash Katana, I think. Or no, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was in there. What was the weird 3D one we played? Street Fighter EX plus alpha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a strange one indeed. <laughs> but this like um, there was a thing where I think when they were adapting it for English audiences, uh, there's like a, a famous kind of interview where 
one of the creators, they were like, look, you can't have people beating up women. And he was like, there are no women in this game. They're all, oh, yeah. they're all like trans or something. It was like, or I don't know. It was, it was pretty weird and kind of, I think, flippantly or unintentionally progressive in a way. I don't know. Right. And I don't, I, and I think the problem is, is that wasn't, you know, ratified as canon. Mm. Like it's not referenced in in any of the the manuals or anything, so I'm not sure where that lies. Yeah, as of right now in the Final Fight Street Fighter history, I'm pretty sure that they have at least considered Poison to be a man because I remember it being uh, a thing when Poison became a character in Street Fighter Four. <laughs> All right, well, cool. You go, Poison. Yeah, you do you. <laughs> now this game was also ported to many home PC systems. <laughs> that I can't imagine would be any fun to play. On. I from I, uh, <laughs> the Armistrad to the PC Engine to your Commodore 64s, they all got a, a weird copy of this game. Yes, it looks bizarre indeed. But oddly enough, I think uh, the most accurate version of this game is the Game Boy Advance version. Oh yeah, you can choose all three characters, and with the use of the GBA Link cable, you can play two player. Well, that is nice. Yeah. And it even has that missing stage. So who would have thought? Game Boy Advance version, the version to go with. <laughs> there you go. And then one last uh, fun fact is that Robin Williams' son is probably named after Cody from this game. Oh, really? He never specifically said what game it was, but his son is named Cody and was born the year after this game or sometime after it. And from what most internet sleuths have put together, there's not really any other major Cody's in games out at the time. Wow, that's crazy. And uh, many of us know that his daughter was famously named Zelda after the princess in the popular games, The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny because Cody is actually named after one of the characters in Streets of Fire. Oh, yeah. The, the man, have you watched that film? No, I have not. I feel like we should cover that film at some point because it is extremely influential on Japanese game development in a way that makes almost no sense. I, that's that's what I hear. I, I've heard of it in different uh, places and things, but I haven't crossed paths with it yet. And then finally, this game was re-released uh, many times through different collections, uh, most recently on the Switch as part of the Capcom Beat-Em-Up collection. I think it's also on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox, whatever it's called. Mm. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Final Fight? Well, sir, it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up, one of the early kind of quintessential ones in a post-Double Dragon era. Mm -hmm. And in this game, you have two characters you can choose from, but they have very similar movesets. We'll talk about their differences, but they both jump. Yes, they do. And boy, is it something. It is one of your two buttons, sadly, on the six-button <laughs> Super Nintendo controller. Uh, unfortunately. And is it a variable jump? And height? I don't think so. I know. I think it's one one specific height. When you hit jump, you hit that high point and you come right back down. Um, you do have a neutral jump if you aren't pressing left or right, but you can't jump up and down to change planes. Correct. Which drove me nuts, or at least at first, till I got used to it. And I, I thought it, the jump felt very, like, laggy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like It might have mm -hmm. been slow down or something, but in certain scenes when... You have to jump over the very few parts where there's anything close to platforming. There's like, here comes a barrel. No way. Yes. I could not jump over it. 
I would always try to attack the barrel. Yes, I think that's the way to go. It is. <laughs> and then you also have an attack. Yeah, you do. And that's it. That's right. You can you can jump and attack. You can attack and then jump. And you do have a super move. That's Well, I mean, you do have, uh, if you press down when you're in the air, you have a, a different kick or attack. Oh, that's true. And, and you got some grabs as well. Mm-hmm. And to grab, you just walk into an opponent. Mm-hmm. Press into them. And... I guess this is the best part. We'll talk about, let's get into the characters because they do have different moves at this point. Sure. Uh, in the arcade game, there are three characters and these characters are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're very fun and hilarious. There is the missing character, Guy, not in this game, but hey, he's there in spirit. Sure. Uh, then we have Cody. Yes. Your all-American man. He is uh, the boyfriend of Jessica, who's kidnapped. There's got to be a kidnapped girlfriend if this is a, a, a video game of the 80s. Sure. And let's go over Cody's move set. When you attack, he just does a, I don't know. I never played with Cody, to be honest with you. So you, you tell me Cody's moves. Well, Cody is. Actually, I did play with him because he's a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to switch to him later on. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I played with him a decent amount. In the arcade, he's the like medium character, kind of. You have. Right. You know, but here he's the fastest one you can get. He has a, his attack combo. He has a, you know, it's it's punches into, I think, a back fist. I'm not sure because, like we said, you walk up to someone to throw them. But if while you're doing your attack combo, if you hold up, you will automatically grab them and throw them behind you. So I did that a lot. Mm, it is a wonderful tactic. Now, his jump attack is a jump kick. Yeah, and he has another one that's kind of aimed, you know, a little more downward, I guess. And then your super move is done by pressing your attack and your jump at the same time. Yes. And I was going to save this for general chat, but man, I had a hard time getting that off if you're using the two buttons. The timing was real weird, I thought. Well, there's a secret options menu I used. Uh, you can turn on a, an option called Extra Joy, and that lets you use your A button for your supers. So I was doing that. I did switch to that. And it, yes, uh, but when I was trying to do it just normally, it was extremely hard to pull off, I thought. Mm, yeah. I mean, and yeah. Cody's uh, super attack is a spinning kick in the air. Sure is. And also, when you grab guys, if you don't throw them and you press your attack button in no directions, he has like a knee attack. You know, everyone's got like a grapple and rapid attack, which I, I used a pretty decent amount as well. Yeah. Also, Cody has been training in the martial arts since age nine, and he holds a fifth degree black belt in karate and is a skilled knife fighter. Wow, that's cool. Now, when you use your... Special move. If you're not using the extra joy mode, that does consume some of your your health. Mm -hmm. I think it does with the extra joy as well. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. But it's not <clears throat> as much as I thought or expected. Uh, in fact, it's okay. less than one punch generally. So I, I came to start using it a lot more frequently as I went through the game. As did I. Now, your other playable character is really the star of this uh, game, in my opinion. Mm. The most memorable character. <laughs> and that is Hagar. Yes. Not the horrible. No, no. And he is the mayor. That's right. Of the city. Mike Hagar is a former champion street fighter. And wrestler. That's right. Five years on the professional wrestling circuit. In fact, he was featured also in the game Saturday Night Slam Masters, also by Capcom, as a character. And he looks awesome and hilarious <laughs> because he is wearing like a, well, what I can only be described as uh, overalls with one, yeah. one side buttoned up. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of strange, but that's a very mayorly outfit, I suppose. And, you know, I do want to say, Mike Hager's 
political career came before Jesse the Body Ventura's governorship by like 10 years. I wonder if he was inspired <laughs> I by <wonder>. Mike Hagar. <laughs> and he is the slower, bigger character. Yes, he is. And his main attack is like a big old slap hit punch. Yeah, you get his combos much. It's slower and shorter. You only get like three hits, I think, where you punch him a couple times. And then what looks like it may be a double axe handle or something. Yeah. Perhaps. And then his jump uh, kick is hilarious looking because his legs look way too long. (laughs) I was playing this on my new handheld and I was like, oh, is my screen resolution in the wrong? Is it like stretched out? And then I went and looked at it somewhere else. I was like, nope, his legs just look extra goofy long when he does that jump kick. It's Yeah, his proportions are a little weird. He also has in the air, if you press down, he does a body splash as well. You can also get that. Yeah, and he also has an extra throw move that the other characters don't. That's true. If you When you grab the enemies, if you jump, then you can set yourself up for a pile driver. Which is awesome. I use that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. And then his super move is... The best of all, he just puts his arms out and spins around. Yes, sir. I love it. Pretty wild. Yeah. No, it's uh, I kind of like it better than the spin kick because the spin kick kind of goes like left, right, left, right as you move up. You know what I mean? Like I found the mm-hmm. it's a little easier to hit both sides with the sp- super spin. Oh, for sure. Now, while you are brawling your way through the city, what what's the name of the city? Metro City. Yes, Metro City. Uh, as you defeat people and beat up objects that you will find power-ups along the way oh sure many of them just give you points you get points from hitting and killing uh, people and from picking things up and some items are just points yes such as the topaz watch the dollars the necklace and then like any kind of gems or diamonds that kind of thing gold bars radio any of those it's all points if you and if it's food then it refills health yeah and you do have a, a health meter and it's kind of hard to tell. It's not very segmented, so it is hard to tell how much damage each thing's doing to you. That's true. Yeah. And the uh, food you're going to find are some basic fruit. That'll give you just a little bit of health. Uh, bags of junk food and snacks. That's the second tier. In the manual, it has four categories of food where you're either getting a ninth, a quarter, half, or your entire strength meter. And that entire strength meter is usually meat. Yes, like a burger or, you know, your standard giant chicken or turkey. Or barbecue. I, it does tell you what it is when you pick it up, but you have to look up, like by your life meter, yeah. so it's a little out of the way. Indeed. Uh, do you get free men from uh, extra points at any point? Uh, you sure do. You get one for every 200,000 points if you are using the default setting. It, strangely enough, in addition to changing the difficulty in that secret options menu... Which, by the way, you just have to press L and R when you, and start at the title screen to get there. Yeah. Most importantly. And what does that difficulty change do for you? I don't know, because I just, I did bump my starting lives up from, what do you start with, three or five? I bumped yeah. it up to nine. <laughs> but I, oh, yeah. I didn't change the actual difficulty, because it's very strange. It has difficulty like A and B, and you can change them. It's one of the artifacts that makes me think this was originally going to be a two-player game. Right. But they didn't didn't have time or something or space, maybe. Weirdly enough, in addition to changing the difficulty, you can change the frequency of extra lives for points where it's like you get them for 100,000, but only once per level or ah, it, it's really kind of interesting, <laughs> I thought. Hmm. Now, of course, being a brawler, there's plenty of things to destroy along the way throughout your levels from 
barrels to telephone booths to tires to whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the real uh, star of the Final Fight series beyond your characters is the fact that you can pick up a wide variety of weapons that are dropped. That's right. And, you know, you played through this at the arcade, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm interested in seeing, do they really just have the same three weapons? No, there are more in the arcade. Okay. (laughs) I I was wondering because I was like, I thought I remember having more, but... And in the game, you've got um, a knife. A knife that you can throw. Sometimes you now, can stab with it. I was just going to say, what is, how, do you, how do you not throw the knife? I don't. Is that, <laughs> I mean, I think it's like maybe the proximity you are to the character. Maybe. I, I also thought there was something, because they do call out Cody for having like knife fighting skills. And that is something of one of his trademarks in the street fighting series is that he usually has a knife he can throw at you. And then pick up. Wait, he brings a knife to a street fight? That's right, man. He'll throw it at you, slash you. But it's one of those deals where he can get it knocked out of his hand, and then he has to pick it back up before he can use it again. But I don't know how that translates into Final Fight, to be honest. Yeah, and in this game, it does do more damage if you stab someone with it than if you throw it. Mm. But either way, it's really useless. It's just like one punch. And as always, picking up weapons can be your doom in a, in a beat-em-up. So it's it's tough to... To use them quickly, because sometimes you'll have you'll be knocking knives out of these certain enemies. <laughs> There's like three or be four. A pile of them. Yeah. And I'm like, I really wish I could just blast through these, but it takes too long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there is the katana. Mm-hmm. And it is very it's the strongest uh, weapon as it should be. And it's fast and you know decent range. Sure. Uh, but then you also have the pipe, big old pipe. And that's the longest range. And oddly enough, that's uh, in between the knife and the katana. Mm hmm. Yeah, slightly stronger than a, a stabbing knife. Yeah, I, I found with the katana and knife, like the hitbox seems to be a little farther than it looks, mm-hmm. and you really got to use it that way <laughs> because they're neither of them are quite fast enough. Like I didn't like using the weapons in this game. I I found it always ended in me getting beat up. There are a few situ like it depends on if if somehow I've I've got the time to pick it up and an orient you know, and all the enemies are on one side for. Or you know what I mean? Like you can get overwhelmed a little too quickly, I think, if you're not on top of your game. Now, as we mentioned, this game does have lives. You start with three. You can upgrade that to nine in your little secret menu there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game also has continues. Yes, you uh, you get three and that's it. I'm pretty sure. Now, I do have to shout out the awesome continue screen that they do carry over from the arcade. Oh, yeah, where your character is tied up by dynamite or with a a strap of dynamite all the way around him. And they are frantically trying to blow it out. Only you can save them by adding another quarter. That's right. You're a hero. I did read that this was actually influenced by the Ninja Gaiden's famously dangerous continue or the arcade game uh, continue screen where there's a buzzsaw about to cut Ryu in half. Yeah, that one's super intense. Yeah, yeah. So I think they, they tried to, I don't know, up their ante here. Well, there is a time limit in this game, although I never encountered it. It's typically, it's like for one screen, you'll get 60 or 80 seconds or something. You know, it refills every time you change screens, I believe. I, I never once ran out and I wasn't trying to go fast. So I think it's mostly just for. Yeah, that's very odd. Bonus points. Oh, okay. And finally, there are two different bonus stages you can get to. One where you beat up a car. Shades of Street Fighter. Sure, sure. Or, I mean, it started here, really. Uh, but yes, unlike Street Fighter, you do get to see the guy come out and... Oh, it's great. <laughs> and cry. This also is in the arcade version. Yeah, he, he cries because you beat up his car. That is 
pretty accurate. I saw that uh, in the Japanese version, he says, oh my God. But in this one, you get oh, that yeah. kind of crappy, oh my car. Oh my car. Pretty funny. And then there's the ice factory, ice block breaking one, which... I found that really hard to do. I Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what I was doing, and it's so short. It was like I'd never made it all the way to the end, but I could always. I always was rotated the things instead of breaking them most of the time. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening, so maybe a listener does. Well, Nick, this is a game with a pretty sim- simple concept, pretty simple controls. How simple is this manual? Oh, it is simple, my friend. It is uh, 15 pages. Mm, uh, slim. Oh, even slimmer than it sounds because the last like three or four pages are ads for Mega Man 3 and Mega Man Game Boy and a blank page. You will not find wow. <laughs> You will not find any art or screenshots in this uh, entire manual. None? Movie. Zero. Nothing. Wow. It briefly runs through the story. You're in Metro City. The Mayor Hagger's daughter, Jessica, has been kidnapped by the Mad Gear gang. Get her back. Um, it does. It goes through your controls pretty spartanly, but effectively. Uh, you get four boss profiles, kind of, but they're not very interesting, to be honest. They're very brief, where it's like the first boss is Thrasher. He's not much of a fighter, but when he whistles, people listen. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Um <laughs> Wow, bummer. You said Mega Man 3 was the ad in here? Yeah, yeah. I guess you could count that as art because it's not a screenshot, but it's another one of those where someone drew the box art of a game or drew a game box. Huh. Very strange. But yeah, I was like, Mega Man 3? I I thought that would have already been out, but eh, maybe they're just trying to get that final fight bump for the sales. Yeah, Mega Man 3 was released in uh, 1990. Right, right. So eh, whatever. Strange. Very strange. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Final Fight for Super Nintendo? Well, I recall playing it in the arcades. I say, and or the arcades. You know, a bit. I liked it, but uh, I'm with you there. I remember. I remember being really drawn to the fact that the, the sprites were huge. Yeah, yeah, and and the characters are nice and colorful, so it pulls you right in. Sure, and unlike, uh, say, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was like there's a lot more differences between these characters, so that always kind of pulled me in, and I'm. Sure, I rented it on the NES, maybe, at least once, because it was so early and there wasn't a lot out there, but I don't think I ever beat it. Uh, same. I also rented it because you only had so many games in that first like six-month window, <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't think I beat it. I didn't get, remember it being very hard and being very disappointed it was only one player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that too, yeah. Then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Final Fight? Well, I beat this game. I cheated by using nine lives. I did. I also cheated the nine lives thing. And I save stated a little bit just uh, in between levels in case I really like I yeah did something stupid. I didn't need to. I did. I did. I reused one once because I realized I was taking a very poor tactic and going against the bosses of the level. Mm, yeah, I I started this game playing as Cody and got to I think the third, fourth level. And then I kind of restarted and played through it all as Hagar. Oh, the whole way through. Yeah, that's the only... I, I beat it with him. And I also beat it because I also beat Final Fight Guy. Oh, wow. I was How like, was that? I heard it was easier. So I was like, ah, maybe I could just... Eh, it was okay. It was fine. Okay. I, I didn't, didn't really seem that much different or easier, you know? Yeah. 
I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before, but I have recently rebuilt my arcade cabinet pretty much from top to bottom. Uh-huh. Uh, what was originally going to be a simple swap out of maybe some inside parts and sprucing up of the top half became a odyssey of full replacement as I realized my monitor was broken, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it is now complete and uh, humble brag looks amazing. I'm going to post some pictures at some point. I've yeah. got an alternate marquee for a cartridge command to stick up on it. And uh, so I'm enjoying going back and trying some of these games on it as well. My son and I beat the arcade version and man, it's a blast. Like it holds up real well. Still yeah. a lot of fun. Is it pretty tough? Uh, to a degree. I, I didn't keep track of our quarter usage, but yeah, towards the end, it gets real tough because and the thing I'm going to mention here is that in the arcade version, there are sometimes up to 10 enemies on screen at once. That's that's what I had read. I was like, oh, wow, because I haven't played the arcade version in many, many years. Yeah. You know, the Super Nintendo can only handle three. So it's a little. Yes. <laughs> and so going down to the Super Nintendo version was definitely a downgrade. I did beat it. And I think I in like two or three sittings. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take up a ton of time, but I did beat it with uh, those caveats. Cool. All right, folks, this is it, the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this game looks so good on the Super Nintendo, but at what cost? Ah, yes. Uh. (laughs) Because while you have those giant sprites and those beautiful colors and some good music, you're only going to be seeing, as we mentioned, two to three sprites on screen at a time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at no point would you ever consider this game as, well, I wouldn't even say speedy. You wouldn't even consider it normally paced. Not well. (laughs) Much like any uh, beat-em-up, when you look, if you were to look at a map of a one of the rounds or whatever, you know, you see how short most of them, you're like, oh, geez, you're barely. Well, your characters just walk so slow. Yeah, yeah. And there is no run or dash. No, yeah, you're just plodding around there and fighting whatever enemies. And something that I don't, I don't think it's especially egregious for Final Fight, but it's more of a genre-wide standard, but I wonder, playing this game, I was like, what percentage of enemies am I fighting when they're off-screen in these games? Because I feel like I'm just standing next to this, <laughs> this where the edge of the screen, especially if you're playing it in a throw-heavy way, which I was, and then it's like, I, I don't know, it's just something kind of funny where I was like, I would, I would bet 30 to 40% of the enemies when I hit them, I don't even see them. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Although, honestly, I thought this game was... Not as bad as I was expecting. I, I kind of remembered it being like, yeah, final fight on Super Nintendo. It's not bad. It's just bland. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's my biggest problem with it because the character designs that they brought over from the arcade are great. Like, I really love the way all your punk rock enemies look. The guy with his mm-hmm. radiation symbol yeah. vest. And I love the leather goofy outfits all the bosses wear. Like, everyone looks super cool. Sure, sure. And the cities look great. Your levels are really, well, really well rendered. Yeah, except for that one, the the bar or the club. Oh. I'm sorry, though. That that's an actual screw up that they changed for a uh, guy because they got the layers in the wrong order or something. So there are supposed to be people in that bar. They're just behind it, or you can't see. Oh, but you can see them because there the- are people in the bar when you play the arcade version. Yeah, yeah, and there's like a couple heads in the foreground, I think, but nobody up standing there. So I want an audience, man. 
Now, what do you think about the music in this game? It's fine. I, I liked it pretty yeah. well. Uh, it's it's not distracting, but I wasn't jamming. Right, right. Well, and you know, it's not laser pew pews, but you are. I I, I really like the the thwacks you get from punching guys and stuff in the sound effects department. But they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the voices. I, I love I love cheesy digitized voices, and so we got a, quite a few of them here. But they do tend to drown out the music. Yeah, for sure. You know, it is really impressive how big the characters are in this game and especially the bosses i thought mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was one of the things you know when you got your super nintendo you were expecting more colors more pixels on the screen yeah but yeah. the other side effect that i wasn't expecting was huge sprites yeah yeah and honestly usually i'll complain about or we both will we're like the sprites are too big but in beat-em-ups it doesn't really work against you like it does in some other types of games yeah. so it's good it's good you don't have enemies coming at you from the air or underground usually so that space isn't needed to see exactly the other thing that really kind of uh took me by surprise in this game was how much damage certain bosses did compared to others the damage is crazy in this game even the normal enemies were you know i'll get four times and i i'm 60 percent dead i was like what and it it all <laughs> depends on which enemies are hitting you really certain ones yeah like the uh the p and j guys with the radiation mm-hmm the worst. I hate them so much because they're they're the most loosey goosey with their movement. They're always moving in, moving out, and well, they're really fast. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I, I got to the point where my go to was every time I would get hit because you might think, oh, I got hit, hit him back, or you, but you're stunned. You can't get out of there. There's a certain time, and the only way I could uh, save myself was always to just, all right, he hit me once, special attack, knock him down. Yeah, and that's the most frustrating thing about this game is beat him ups to me are two player games. Oh yes, yes. Like and the key factor in saving yourself is hey, help me out. You know, you, you need your buddy to come over and when you're getting beat up, beat up the guy beating up you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like your number one way of getting out of a long chain of butt kicking in a beat em up. Yeah. And that's never going to happen in this version. And that's where the I think this game's pretty tough because you just take so much damn, I, I, you know, uh, it looks easy if you can just keep going. But it's like once you you screw up once or twice, like you're almost dead. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's really frustrating. And, and you pray you'll find some food, but yeah, we'll see. And there's a lot less food in the home version as well. Oh, really? Yeah, there seem to be way more food in the in the arcade version. I mean, I, I would hope so since there's two players. And the other thing about that is, is that there is this figure eight dance you do in a lot of beat em ups. Uh -huh. trying to pull an enemy to the best plane for you to attack it. Right, right. But in this game, I found it much, when enemies come onto the screen, since they're always two at a time waiting for that third one to come in, there's a lot of times where if you do get hit right after you've destroyed an enemy, the new one that comes in comes in in a way that is disadvantaged to you entirely. Like you are just now caught in the middle and it's very hard to get out of that. I could see, yeah. I, I really focused on my throwing and yeah, that's the thing. This game forces you to throw all the time because you have to create that space between you and the enemy. Yeah, yeah. And since there's only three enemies on screen at any time, whichever time, you know, if you're surrounded, you just find the, the guy by themselves and throw them over your shoulder so that you can turn around and then just start beating them all up slowly. If there, if I could ever get an enemy by himself or frequently when you'll see enemies in the background that'll like stand up and then fight you. I was always like, run right up there and grab them and start doing your grapple attack knee or... Yeah, and that is another thing I really do like about this game. Most of your enemies do have a, a sitting 
animation or like uh, they'll can be on the subway sitting down or a bench or whatever. Like, I love the fact that they're like, oh, hey, there's that guy. Let's get up and fight him. <laughs> I knew he'd show up. Is that the mayor? Let's kill him. Yeah, they're not just milling about. They're just they're chilling, taking a break <laughs> until you show up. Yeah. I kind of mentioned earlier, but I really did like seeing the kind of half formed street fighter elements. Like your life bars look exactly the same. You're seeing a lot of the exact same fonts as you did. Yeah. Your throws kind of act that way. The bonus round, the car, Mm -hmm. certain things. There are the barrel assets. I remember seeing those. You know, if you remember in the very early Street Fighter 2, some of the levels would have signs or barrier or barrels at one side you could knock people through. And I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of it similar, similar size and stuff to Final Fight. So it was pretty cool to recognize it now in retrospect. Yeah, that is all pretty awesome. All right, folks, this is it. The level by level portion of the show. And this game has five levels. Each level being a different part of the city, you must beat your way through. Yeah, and you do and- get a cool little like map kind of in between each levels. It shows your your path through the city. Yes, and you start in the slums. It always starts in the slums. And in the slums, you come across the main thug you're going to be fighting against right away. Sometimes known as Jake. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. They're, they all have several weird names, depending on their colors. Uh-huh. And he's just your standard punching guy. Uh, you're also going to come across the first uh, radiation vest guy as well. Yeah, your P's and J's. They have a mohawk, but none of these people have sleeves, doggone it. Oh, sleeves are forbidden. Sure. I think that was one of uh, Mayor Hager's first decrees. I mean, he's obviously very anti-sleeve if you look at his outfit. <laughs> he's true. anti-shirt even. So I think sleeves were like the middle ground. Like he met like uh, with the other side of the aisle. Yeah. And they came together and they, they settled on no sleeves, which is a shame. I think he sold out to big sleeve. He could have. <laughs> now, uh, in the second chunk, you discover Axel. He's one of your bigger mini boss style enemies. Yeah. One of the easier ones, I thought, uh, despite his size, uh, and they, they will block. That's something these guys do. Yeah. He that's their main thing is they're the blockers. They, they seem a lot weaker than. Now, I think man. all these guys are named after Guns N' Roses character people, right? There's a bunch of... Because uh, one of them Slash, one's Axel. Yeah. So I think that's like the theme for the leather-clad blocking characters. There's almost all the enemies in this game actually have some kind of musical basis like Poison, the band, or uh, I guess Roxy is named after Roxy Music and these other... Mm. Yeah, this is, and all the backgrounds here look pretty cool. Broken window buildings. You go in a warehouse. There's some beat-up cars. Oh, uh, you do also encounter my least favorite enemy of all right in this first level and that is um the bill bull oh the big round guys yeah the bald yeah those guys when i was playing with hagger i had a lot less trouble with them i I generally found that i was able to like pick them up and just stay on them as long as you can keep throwing guys they'll run into them instead of charging you you know Mm -hmm. and the biggest problem for me is that when they charge at you when you're already engaged with someone yeah that always tears me up or if they come in off screen, like it's exactly. hard to aim jumping attacks at them because you can't change your plane. So, and, but they're moving diagonally and you can't jump diagonally. You have to jump vertically and then hope eh, you time it right. It's, it's very strange. And I mostly stayed grounded. 
Yeah, and what I do like about this game, and I'm not going to mention it in every level, but you are making your way through areas. It's not just one long screen. Like, you go down into the subway, come back out of the subway. Like, there's a lot of interesting things like that that really makes it feel like you are moving through this world. Yeah. And at the end, you find Thrasher, big old uh, professional wrestler-looking kind of guy. He is conservatively nine feet tall. I don't understand. He's bigger than Hagar. He's enormous. Yes, he's got some uh, blonde dreads, and his special power is whistling to call more guys for you to fight. He's he's not too bad. Eventually, he'll do like a, a jump back where uh, he lands on this like subway wall kind of thing and then whistles. You can't hurt him then, and then some, yeah, some mooks show up and you beat them up. Now, he does call in one more new enemy that we'll talk about, and that is the Molotov cocktail throwing guy. Oh, the Hollywood, right? Is that what they're called? Hollywood, yes. And you can knock those back out of the air Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they will become inert. But if they hit the ground, they will cause the ground they hit to become a patch of fire that will ignite you if you step on it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty tough to dodge if it gets to the ground, but generally those guys are pretty weak. So if you can like get a hold of them before they throw it and chuck them and, you know. And the second level is the subway, subway park. Is that what it's called? Uh, Yes, sir. And here is where Slash makes his uh, first appearance. And the knife guys. Yes, who aren't too bad. The thing that I don't like about them is when they do their vertical jump. Well, I don't like when when they do that because I think it looks so goofy. (laughs) But it it, it almost is that point where it looks so goofy that I love it, where they do like a cartwheel flip over your head and then stab down with both of their knives into the crown of your head. Yeah, it's pretty As they glance over you. But the real star of this level is the most prominent mini boss of the game, Andor. Andor Jr., many forms of Andor. And Andor is a very obvious recreation of Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah. He's he made his way into Street Fighter V, I think. I know he came back as a character. He's named Hugo. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But he is a big one of the biggest guys. They he'll do a, a charge at you. He just kind of smacks you with his body. <laughs> but yeah. Now, uh, towards the end of the level, you fight Andor's dad, I guess, Andor Sr., because he doesn't have the junior. <laughs> and to me, that was the first time I was like, oh, I need to be really careful because some of that enemy will take off two hits and half your life's gone. Yeah. Yeah. They're they are strong. It's 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 all about the offense. You got to keep them at arm's length. Yeah. And keep throwing other guys at them if you can help. it. Yeah. If you can do that, you are doing great. Now, once you get off the subway, you make your way to a wrestling ring in a packed house. It's uh, yes. Str- strangely enough, this wrestling ring has Katana or Sodom, as he is named in Japan and some other games he has appeared in Street Fighter Alpha and some other th- uh, Capcom games. But he's known for his samurai helmets and double Katana blades. Swords. Yeah. Which you can knock out of his hands, which is awesome. Yeah, you can knock both of them out. Although, again, anytime I tried to use the sword on him, it tended to fail. Agreed. Uh, I found that you just want to give him all those pile drivers if you're Hagar. Yeah, just keep getting a hold of him, throwing him around. Or, you know, the grapple ones work pretty well also. Once you've defeated Katana, you get your first bonus stage. It is versus the car. Yeah, yeah. Beat up the car. There's a pipe you can use on it if you want. Now, in the arcade version, you are competing with player two for the the points, which whoever does the most damage gets the points. Yeah, that's see, that seems cooler because I was never worried about, do I have enough time to beat this car up? It's just like, how many bonus points will I get from time? Right. Uh, then you move on to the third stage. 
here. We're on the the west side. Yep, heading up the west side, passing uh, you know, some city stuff, the restaurant district. This is at night too. You get a neat moon at the beginning. Uh, Move your way into a bar where you're gonna fight more Andres, Elgatos, knife guys, fire guys. You name it, they're all here. I like that when you go into this. <laughs> and I think there's another one too. It's like you don't open the door. You, you kick it oh, down no. and go through. It's cool. Yeah, in the arcade version, a bunch of people are like, hey. <laughs> they all react to you busting in. That's all. Awesome. And then you find yourself in yet another arena, like a cage fight. Yeah, with two Andres and Dores. Then you got to bust your way out of that building again, fight a bunch of the round guys. It's like four at once. Yeah, there's a point where <laughs> they just keep coming. It's like, holy cow. And then finally, there is the boss of this level. And this boss is pretty interesting for the time frame. But EDE? Yeah, because he seems to be a cop. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a, a big guy, too. He's huge. He's huge. He's got his billy club. He does have a, a holster. I'm not sure if there's a gun in it. He doesn't use it on you, thank goodness. But he can't I'm eventually. surprised. Oh, does he? He shot me. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> okay. And I just, I'm amazed because I, this was like at the time where you never did any violence against the authority uh, kind of in these games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's chewing gum that he will spit out eventually, and if you eat it, it fills up your life. That is awesome and disgusting at yeah. the same time. <laughs> he's he's not too bad. He was a little tough at first, but again, it's all about throwing other guys at him, I think, or just, mm-hmm. just getting in there to start attacking, because usually uh, the big bosses have more range with their big arms. Yes. Uh, side note, I've known you for many years, but I don't know the answer to this question. Uh, do you swallow your gum? I do not. Okay. I was so always- you would not get the health back. I was told not to. Oh, I mean, hey, if I if if it meant and that's life, exactly why I did start swallowing my gum. <laughs> I was like, I'll show you. <laughs> like I'll fill myself up with gum. Indeed, uh, my daughter can. She she says she cannot swallow gum. She like ref- she says her body will not allow her to. It's too <laughs> gross. Oh. And I say, mm, just swallow that gum. I'm not trying to find a place to throw it away. I mean- although she can chew a piece of gum for like. Many more hours than <laughs> makes any sense. I was never a big gum person, so I, I, I kind of. It was I could like finagle gum, like a twenty-five cent pack of gum, out of like my dad in the checkout aisle sometimes. Yeah, instead of like a candy bar. Yeah, because he's just like, all right, fine. Or if I was really lucky, I could get like one of those little uh, cardboard containers of juice or whatever. Those full of gum pellets, like at KB Toys. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, at the checkout area. Yeah, yeah. Those are the best. Hot dog. Now you finish round three and you move on to the next area, the bay area. Yes. And interestingly enough, there are some enemies just sitting there on the dock of the bay. (laughs) Time until you arrive. Yeah, yeah. It's a this is a pretty cool area. Cobblestones. You got some night lights. The moon's out there. City in the background. I love that cityscape in the background. It looks so good. But no new enemies. I think we've encountered all of the enemies at this point. Now they're just going to be a different color, different amount of health, sometimes a little more yeah. aggressive. I don't like that this area has these, like, I don't know, piers, or it looks like you could walk up or into the screen more, but you can't. <laughs> no, there are some cute dogs, though, so that's nice. Uh, there is a chunk of barrels in this level, so that's always nice. But then right after it is a sea of Ondors. Oh, mama. And that was right after a sea of those uh, big, uh, bald, brown guys, so... They're really starting to throw it at you in this level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You fight your way through some bathrooms. I like that part. <laughs> yep. There are also the rolling barrels that you are not going to be jumping over. Just kick them. Yeah. Or I would always just use a special attack 
because I could never jump them no matter, even if I was like, I'm ready for it. I'm going to jump. Like it always, I wondered if it was slowdown or just general lagginess of the controls. I, I couldn't tell. And this level is all about just waves of the same enemy. They're going to send a wave of Molotov cocktail guys. They're going to send a wave of knife guys at you. Yeah. You just got to be ready. The Molotov guys tend to come three at a time on three different planes. So I would always get to the top of the screen and one of them would virtually every time run into my arms, throw them. The other two, they, they will explode below you and you'll be fine. Nice. And then when you see the beautiful Statue of Liberty in the background, you know, you're getting close to the end of the level. Oh, yeah. And there's a sign that says this is or way out. Yeah. But before you can find the way out, (laughs) you got to tangle with Nick's wife, Abigail. She looks different in this game. Well, this is because Abigail is actually a man and uh, uh, the boss. Not your Abigail. Yes. (laughs) No, um, I think this is named after uh, there's King Diamond has a song called Abigail. Okay. He has similar face paint to the boss. Oh, I was thinking more like the Road Warriors. It's something. Yeah, yeah. It is a definitely a face painted uh, man with a leopard print shirt and a big old chain wallet. He has the proportions of one of those Andore guys. And this is the hardest boss in the game. Yeah, this thing. You mean like because he does his red charge up maneuver like that doesn't bother me because, yeah, he'll charge up and run at you. And then I was like, all right, I can jump kick him at least every time. But any other way I, when I approach him, I'd get creamed if I. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's calling in reinforcements. The entire time of the fight. And so I just found this was where I realized where I was like, look, I'm taking way too much damage from trying to use tactics on him. It was really more about just spamming my super attack. Yeah. Especially because you do get your health back at the end of a level. Yeah. And, you know, if he hits me once, that's at least half of my life, you know, compared to the like five or 10% that a special attack does. I'm like, at least I'm getting somewhere and doing some damage. And then every now and then you get some lucky charge attacks or you might be able to grapple him, but I could not do it consistently. Then after that is the ice bonus stage. And I think the the key is you have to hit all of the ice right in the middle. Something like that, you know, since they're hanging at that, you know, weird angle, it's hard to tell what the middle is. You have to, like, work your way through this level. And I was never able to make it to the end every time. <laughs> no. Uh, and then we are at our final level, the Uptown level. And here you Uptown will find girl. some girls living <laughs> in their lonely world. Just kidding. You won't find any girls in this level because they've been scrubbed from the game. That's right. They're all men. Sid and whatever and you are the other. in the city now until you enter a very fancy building, a building that has the largest roof in the history of roofs. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, because... You, you, you take fight the elevator up. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you get to the top of that elevator, you're just like outside again. So, well, and in the background, there is like you see in the distance palm trees and then sometimes pools and yeah, then the far wall. And then beyond that far wall, the tops of other buildings. Doesn't make sense. No, it is very weird. I was very confused as to where I was after a little bit of scrolling. <laughs> But luckily, eventually you will make your way back into the building, which there's some cool shots down other hallways. But this is just a big gauntlet. You're fighting every character you've ever fought before. Tons of barrels. Things are being thrown at you. And this level has the chandeliers on the inside. If you walk below them, they will fall, but they can also hurt enemies. So you can do some tricks there. I found the damage went about 50-50, me and the enemies. (laughs) This level has a lot of uh, screens where you'll just stop and fight like five or six in a row of the same guy until they're all dead. And then you move to on a harder enemy. Yes. Eventually you will get back out onto the outer area or roof. 
And this level yeah, just goes so, on forever. Yeah, it is super long. And, you know, uh, you keep fighting your way through. And eventually, you will come to the boss, Belgen. Or Belger? Belger. 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 And as you get to the final area, you see a giant plate window. You look out of it. And then from behind enters the final boss with your daughter slash or girlfriend. <laughs> In his lap. And it's so goofy looking because in the arcade version, he is in a wheelchair. Yeah. And in this version, they have changed it to look like an easy chair with wheels that just looks stupid. (laughs) It is a strange uh, invention. (laughs) Yes. And then once you hit him once, that chair explodes. And then it's real time. He has like a crossbow. Okay. I thought it was a spear gun for some reason. Spear gun. But neither makes sense as a weapon for this guy. Oh, or opposed to a, a normal gun. But. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, calls in tons of reinforcements. Your best bet is to try to corner this guy and just throw, throw, throw. He moves around a lot and shoots. I found that the and a lot in certain ways, the frequent enemies coming in were useful because they will take those shots and they'll get hurt as well from that spear. And you could throw them in the way. Or, I was gonna say, or you could throw them into him, which is also a yeah, wonderful tactic. It, it helps. But the best part of this fight is when you land the final blow. And you send him flying right out the window. Badass. You see him falling to his death. <laughs> and then, depending on who you are, you embrace and take care of Jessica. Good job, heroes. Indeed. And then you get a interesting shot of your heroes walking back through the level as we see some real credits on the far right side of the screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's interesting is they also give you the credits for the arcade Oh, really? Version of the game, I think. Or some people that worked on it. Okay. Eh, Fair enough. And then partway through the credits, Jessica runs to Cody, and you get this hilarious close-up of their feet. Oh, yeah. An implied kiss. Yes, where uh, Jessica wants to know that, where are you going? How can you just walk away now? And Cody tells her that he wants to stay here with you, Jessica, but I can't. Not while evil still stalks the streets. (laughs) She replies, oh, Cody, and then leans up for... What we think is a nice little kiss. The end. All right. This is the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories. Each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. I love okay. the way this game looks, and the sound is pretty good. I, I had a 3.5, but, you know, same ballpark. It's, it looks good, especially for being a very early game, and it holds up decently against an arcade. Yeah, I mean, when you go from the arcade to this, you see a lot of things that were scaled down, but it doesn't lose the overall aesthetic. And the backgrounds of this game are so great, so varied, that really pulls it up, to, in my opinion. Next up is Play Control, which I gave a 2.5. I did too. It's fine. Uh, There's not a lot to do, but it doesn't ask you to do a lot. You're never jumping over gaps, spikes, anything like that. Yeah, it jumps a little weird. uh, And you have a pretty decent moveset for only using one attack button. Yes. And, you know, I'd say, oh, I wish I had more buttons. I wish I had more attacks. But, you know, this is a port of an arcade game. And they have to honor what the arcade game did for the most part. And it was a two-button arcade game. Yeah, yeah. Following that is Challenge Factor. I went with a 4.0. I also gave it a 4.0. 
Okay. I think this game is very hard. If you do not use the code for the nine lives, it would be almost impossible. It's I could I could see how you could do it if you were really a master of your hitboxes and being able to, you know, because if you can get that that combo going that and then turn it into the pressing up to turn it into a over shoulder throw, you could do that from anywhere. You can actually throw guys that are way far away from you. So it, I, I could see someone learning to do it really well, but not me. Yeah, and I think for the average person, the bosses and certain enemies just do so much damage so quickly that if you're only using three lives, you just burn through them. No, no, no. Spot. Yeah, yeah, no way. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.5. You know, I went with a 2.0, but that might just be colored by the fact that I played the arcade version first. Yeah. This game is just kind of soulless playing at one player. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's okay you don't really do anything different the only real thing that keeps me going in this game is finding the new areas seeing what the new backgrounds look like because you're going to be doing the same thing in the first level that you're going to be doing in the second level all the way through the fifth level i I like that the story follows your path through the city that's cool it is cool but not (laughs) cool enough so nick i ask you at the end of every show and i will continue to do so through this episode and many more, should you oh, play this game? No. I agree. I mean, there are <laughs> many ways to find the and play the arcade ROM of this game, and that is definitely the way to go. Yeah. You gotta just get a two-player version, really. It's not that bad, and believe me, it was, It looked a lot better in 1991 when this was one of five games I could play on my Super Nintendo, but... I still wasn't down for it then either. Yeah, well, you know. But yeah, find a version with two players. And you know what? I would... I will even say don't play Final Fight Guy because it just replaces Cody with Guy. Oh, it doesn't add Cody? It just replaces? Or Yeah. It, it yeah. just adds Guy. It doesn't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it replaces, not adding. That is still awful. one player. So, you know, come on. Come on, man. Come on, Capcom. Come on, indeed. Next week's game will be Vector Man for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. And if you want to let us know, do you prefer a one-player beat-em-up? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. And, you know, I can commiserate with you since I've played almost all of them one-player. Uh, and they're a lot of the draw of this genre is playing two-player simultaneous. So commiserate with me online. Yeah, it's uh, 50% of the reason why I had children. <laughs> uh, my son is only uh, two years away from leaving my house, so... I hope my daughter mm-hmm. finds a affection for beat em up soon. No, just kidding. She does. <laughs> she, she doesn't mind a good beat em up. So well, who does? I have a few more years of two player yeah. options. <laughs> but you can also get in touch with us on Facebook at Cartridge Command or the Twitterverse at Car Command. Let us know if uh, your children are your beat em up co pilots or if they have forsaken you and your um, pastimes. How dare they? You never know. But of course, at the end of every show, and really we should at the beginning, because they're awesome. We must go out of our way to thank those wonderful and fine folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is yeah. their financial support that makes this show possible. Yes, it's very cool and generous of them. It is. Without them, I'm, the show would not be happening. Uh, we're just a couple of guys that do this in our spare time. I like to throw around the phrase <laughs> working class because, you know, that's what we are. Just uh, dudes that love video games, but... It isn't our main source of uh, income, or it's not a source of income at all. We use every dollar <laughs> you send us on the show. So the more you send, the more we can expand. And if you don't, and if you haven't, consider giving. Even a dollar would help. It sure would. I mean, 
It sure would. <laughs> oh, please leave that in. And uh-huh. <laughs> so, so thank you all so very, very much. And yeah. as always, cartridge commandos. Game on. Game on. Game on. <laughs> Game on, Mega Man. Good luck. To this Good day, on. if someone says good luck, I cannot think. I cannot. I, like My brain instantly says Mega Man. I, I can't look at, you know, Rock Man and Bass. Yeah. It's Bass, dude. After. <laughs> yeah. I keep no, thinking I feel of it. Hello, Mega Man. Mega Man. Oh. oh.